0: I can feel it all the way from the Westbury Hotel in Dublin, Ireland. The pinball world is about to explode with so much happening. We're gonna talk about it. I wanna give a shout out to the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. We're gonna miss you guys on the air. We're gonna miss you, Ian. No way Drew can replace you, but you know what's about to happen in pinball? They'll be back on the air together because there's so much exciting stuff about to pop. This is gonna be episode 608 of Canada's Pinball Podcast proving you don't need an hour to give you all of what's happening in pinball. Welcome to episode 608 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, the only pinball podcast with 140 subscribers on Patreon. I want to thank my latest contributors, Josh K., Oliver D., Garrison T., Craig R., Thomas C., Matthew A., Stuart B., Tim O. I think that's the latest. We have 140. And I want to give a special shout out to those who contributed to Brenda's birthday bash. And Hector, you were overly generous. And Mr. Kim, forget it. You take the cake. Here's what we're going to do on episode 608 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm going to tell you why I think this is going to be the most exciting four months heading in to the fall winter we've seen in pinball in many years. And as you know, COVID has delayed a lot, which means there is a lot about to pop in pinball. And if you're not excited about what's about to happen in pinball, I don't know what to tell you. I think this is going to be the most exciting four to six months we've seen in pinball in a very, very long time because a lot, a lot that has been waiting to drop is going to drop on our laps, and many of us are going to have to tell the wives, I'm sorry, babe, but we're not going on vacation this year because I just bought four pinball machines that I don't even need. So let's go down the list of manufacturers, and let's talk about what's about to happen with each of these companies and why you should be excited and why you need to get your wallet stacked for what's about to happen in pinball. All right, we have to start with Stern Pinball, the biggest player in the industry that just never stops. So it is happening, people. Keith Elwin and Zombie Yeti's Godzilla is going to be revealed to the world in September now I am hearing it is going to be the second week in September why am I excited about this title not just the fact that Zombie Yeti is still working up to this deadline to make sure these three art packages are incredible but I heard directly from Keith Elwin when he dropped Avengers he told me just wait till you see my next game I don't have any restrictions this game is going to 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 be either the greatest, most exciting Stern pinball machine we've seen in a really long time, or it's going to be the biggest disappointment ever because your expectations are through the roof. But I want to say, internally over at Stern, they weren't that excited about the Mandalorian. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Brian Eddy even knows it. This is the game that I think is going to show everybody that Stern pinball is the Godzilla of the pinball industry, and this is going to stomp on everybody. Everyone who's been talking so much trash about Stern Pinball over the years in terms of them not having mechanisms, them not putting a world under glass. I expect this game to be the ultimate take-my-money-now game from Stern in the last five years. Absolutely, you're hearing it now. Now, the problem is for all of you out there who want to get a Godzilla LE, good luck trying to get one because all of these distributor lists are way too long and you invited all of your rich friends into the pinball hobby and now there is no room for anyone new to get any of these LE machines. There are way more than 500 or even 700 150 people out there that will shell out over $9,000 for a pinball machine. And I'm here to tell you right now that Godzilla LE will be the first Stern LE to cost more than $10,000. This thing, I think, is going to be between $10,200 and $10,500. Now, is Stern going to deliver a game that looks like it has $10,000 worth of stuff in it? Are they going to give us internet connectivity? A $10,000 piece of technology can actually connect to the Internet, and we're going to celebrate and pay more for that. Think about how archaic this industry has been that the leading technology company in pinball still does not connect to the Internet. And then you wonder why people make fun of us for being into pinball, because no matter how new it gets, it's still a really old, ridiculous toy that we're all putting in our homes. So Godzilla is coming. I expect this game to be insane. I'm telling you right now, the best way to get a Godzilla if you can't get in on the distributor list, Stern is going to sell a few of these direct. Now, unfortunately, that means that you have to sign up for that crappy Stern Insider Club. But if you do, that is your best bet to get one at MSRP because you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen when Godzilla comes out. This game is going to be flipped for way more than $10,000. And you best believe Stern is watching all of these prices. They're watching all of these Mandalorians sell out immediately and then get sold for way more than 9200 bucks. You know, this is where pinball is headed. There's nothing I'm going to do or you're going to do about it. Unless you keep your money in your wallet, these companies are so much smarter now. And they're going to bake in these prices into their MSRPs moving forward. But that's not just it from Stern Pinball, right? It's not just Godzilla. We also have Back to the Future coming. Now, is Back to the Future going to be a game in 2021? I don't think so. I think it's going to be next year. I think next year, the big titles will be Back to the Future and James Bond. Now, James Bond was designed by Steve Ritchie. He worked on two White Woods before leaving Stern, but I best believe George Gomez will be finishing James Bond. I also am here to predict, and I'm just this is just a prediction. I don't have any information on this I am here to predict because I think one of the Stern artists from years might make his way back at Stern and his talents might make their way onto James Bond I'm just gonna guess that maybe Mr. Franchi could be the perfect artist for something like James Bond. But we'll see what happens. I think that Yeti and Franchi are the perfect one-two punch at Stern Pinball. I think both of their styles are perfect. And I would love to see Franchi back at Stern. But man, it's just like, I'm in on a Godzilla LE. I've already got my order in. So like, and for those of you out there saying it's not fair that Canada has a Godzilla LE. I'm here to tell you, when you do... 608 podcasts about pinball, you make some friends out there in the world. And I know for some of you out there, just because you have money, you think you should be able to get one at MSRP. It's not about money. It's about time invested in this hobby and it's about the relationships people have built with their distributors. If you walk into a restaurant and there are no seats available and I know the owner, it doesn't matter how much money you have, he's gonna sit me down over you and that's what's happening in pinball those of us who have been in this hobby for many, many years, we are not going to have a problem getting LEs. For those new guys out there, welcome to pinball. It's a dog-eat-dog fight to try to get these LE machines. And then there's Rush Pinball, which I absolutely am not a fan of Rush. I could care less about Rush Pinball. And I know for many of you out there, there are Rush fans out there, but I think Rush is a B-level title. It is not a cornerstone. And I know I get in arguments, but even if they release it as a cornerstone, it will not be that successful. I think Rush is a B theme and I think it's going to be treated like such. And I think Rush is going to come out as a reskin of something else. So we'll see if I'm right on that so after stern pinball spooky pinball spooky pinball is in the driver's seat they are making games left and right every day now the photo of their manufacturing facility is amazing i am so happy seeing spooky pinball making halloweens and ultramans side by side and these games are going to be going out the door i think like maybe the end of this week it looks like stuff is ready to go out now i think a lot of you and you know this and i know you won't admit this But I think a lot of you ran into the fire and grabbed a game. Now you're wondering whether or not you really want it. The good news is for Spooky, it doesn't matter for them. They've sold through every single game. It doesn't matter if you think the Halloween music is annoying. It doesn't matter if you think Ultraman actually looks more fun. It doesn't matter. They did the smartest marketing move of the year. And Spooky Pinball's goodwill continues to pay them back beautifully. And this company is the greatest example of how a boutique pinball company can go from making 150 games a year to selling 1,750 games in just a matter of minutes. It was just a matter of minutes. In just a few hours, all of these games were sold through. And I have confirmation that I'm getting Ultraman number 500. It will be the last one built. It will be a collector's edition with a butter cabinet. And I'm super excited to get that, possibly like a year from now. And I need to wait until I have a house. And that's why I asked for number 500. For those people complaining about it, I don't know what to tell you. You didn't ask for number 500, and you're not Canada. Those two things working against you. So Spooky Pinball in a great position, and there's nothing really new from them other than making these games now. I also know that TNA 2.0 will be coming out at some point, but let's also be honest Who really still cares about getting more TNAs? I really don't think they need to make more TNAs. I think if you want a TNA, you can go get one. But dropping TNA out again... It just doesn't seem like something they need to do. All right, Jersey Jack Pinball, the company with, I think, made the best masterpiece in Guns N' Roses this year with also the worst customer service of the year as well. So you put those two things together, you put your arms around Jersey Jack Pinball, and you have a somewhat of a weird hug, right? It feels somewhat good, but it also feels like someone's giving you a wedgie at the same time. So Jersey Jack Pinball has been somewhat of a mixed bag this year. I will say it looks like it looks like the Guns N' Roses games that have been going out most recently have had better results than the ones that went out earlier in the year. I'm hearing from owners that there might be less clear coat on it. Now, is that the fix? We don't know. It's really hard to tell what this company's future is with their quality. I'm not here to tell you, I have it figured out. I know that they've made some hiccups along the way and, and ultimately it will come down to this. I still think Jersey Jack Pinball makes incredible machines. I think Guns N' Roses is a masterpiece. I think if you can't enjoy the machine because the play field has some issues, I think pinball might not be the hobby for you. And I don't mean that your complaints are not valid because they are. We never should have had this issue. But when you play the game and the lights are out in the room, I can guarantee you that having a little pulling on a few of those posts is not going to detract your ability to enjoy this machine. So I hope that they finally figure out this problem because we all know that Toy Story is coming. And I keep seeing on Pinside, people are wondering, is Toy Story the next game? It is the next game. Toy Story was supposed to come out before Willy Wonka. Disney got mad that they took so long. Pat Lawler takes forever to finish a game. And so we know that Toy Story is next. Toy Story, I don't think they're going to show Toy Story before the end of the year because they need to have a line ready to go with it. They will not show Toy Story until it is on the line. Remember what they did with Guns N' Roses. 100 GNRs were already built and in a box on the day they revealed Guns N' Roses. So Jersey Jack Pinball is going to go for the same thing because otherwise they would be going in the wrong direction. But we do know this, they don't have a second line up and running they've got the room they've got the money but they just don't seem to have the personnel yet to have a second line running and Jersey Jack as a company if it's actually to fit into the big boy pants that they purchased they need to figure out how to have multiple lines going a year and not just to make like Toy Story and Guns N' Roses they need additional lines that can also make some of the wide-body games that people will always want from them. People will always buy a new-in-box People will always buy a new-in-box Pirates of the Caribbean. And they're not stupid over there. And I don't care how many times they tell us they're only tooled up for standard edition games now. That's a load of BS. They could easily create a wide-body line, that's like the third line, that just prints money. All of these games that people now want. How much could you charge for a Pirates of the Caribbean now, right? Jersey Jack Pinball could release another version of Pirates a la Yellow Brick Road Wizard of Oz and charge all of you $15,000 per pop on a game that's already designed, already coded, everything is just, you just got to order it and screw it together and they could charge $15,000 for each one. And why wouldn't they do that? Why would they gamble and when they can easily print money? And why isn't Eric Minier a millionaire by now? I really, I just don't understand. Like the money is just waiting to go towards them and I think they are going to realize that and they will ultimately have to get those lines going. The Steve Ritchie hire solves no problem for them. That's not the problem they have. They don't need another designer. They need more manufacturing. They know that. They know that. You know that. So I don't think we're going to see Toy Story this year. Toy Story is going to be a game that we see early 2022. I think they're going to hold it for Texas Pinball Festival. And I think that's what's going to happen. Toy Story is going to be a great example of whether or not this company is going to continue to load their games up. Or is it going to be a little bit more stripped down like Willy Wonka was? I think people forget that Wonka was stripped down compared to Dialed In, you know, compared to some of the other games. Let's go on to Chicago Gaming Company. This is the one. They're the ones. This company, any day now, is going to launch Cactus Canyon Remake. It will have complete code. It will have artwork, I think, by Christopher Franchi. It's going to have an interactive topper that's a shooting gallery. This game should have been out in July. It is now almost end of August. This game could drop today. It could drop tomorrow. And when it does drop, it's going to sell out instantly. I'm telling you right now. And I've spoken to people who have seen it. I've spoken to people who have played it. This game is going to sell out so fast because when people see how much is in this game and they see how much it costs and they see the final code of the game, it's going to be a take my money now kind of game. You're going to put Cactus Canyon Remake next to Mandalorian and then you're going to see how Mandalorian has nothing in it. And then you're going to see Cactus Canyon and be like, this is what pinball is supposed to be. A world under glass in which a pinball interacts with a lot of fun stuff. Isn't that what pinball is all about? Yup. Bally Williams knew it. And now you're going to know it when you see this game from Chicago Gaming Company. Now, the delay's been forever. People are tired of waiting. But this is not the end of what they have planned. I think CGC has three major games coming and I think this is just one of them and then I think we're going to see Mark Ritchie's Pulp Fiction and I also think we're going to see Mark Ritchie's sci-fi game now Mark Ritchie's been working on these games for a very long time he's probably done with both and so I think we're going to see that I think Lyman Sheets is going to end up over there That's where I think he's going to end up. And I don't care what Ryan White says. If you're Lyman Sheets, you're not done coding pinball machines. You're the best in the world at it. And where is he going to go? This seems like the natural place for Lyman Sheets to end up. But that could be any day now. I actually think people will be ordering Cactus Canyon remake before Godzilla. And I think if they're smart, they need to get it out before Godzilla. It's still going to sell out. And again, unfortunately for everybody out there, you're going to have to tell your partner that you blew the vacation money because you bought Cactus Canyon and Godzilla and you just bought Mandalorian and you just ordered a spooky machine and see how silly it gets so quickly and you're still waiting on your guns and roses. Oh my God, what did I just do, honey? I just spent $50,000 on pinball machines this year and we're going to act like this is not a rich person's hobby. And we're not going to act like it's first world problems that the upper post is chipping in a pinball machine. Oh my God. Most people don't even have running water or electricity in the world. And here we are crying about play fields. And I love it. And we should be. We should be getting what we pay for though. All right. American Pinball. American Pinball. David Fix's big promises. When will they come out? American Pinball is another company that has been waiting and waiting and waiting. I have confirmation that their next title is this. It's a three word game. All right. Legends of Valhalla. Is it that? Is it Nightmare Before Christmas? Could it be that? Sonic the hedgehog? I don't know. I think it's Legends of Valhalla. I think that's going to be it. But they have more than just that game coming. So American Pinball is another company where I think they have about three titles possibly ready to go and it's just going to be a matter of how they shuffle the deck. Now they're probably going to want to shuffle the deck just to prove Canada wrong. David Fix came out of the gate swinging really hard. This company has never had a success. They do build a stellar Game. If they can give people the right theme, the right world under glass, people will go to American Pinball. They will not have a problem selling games because they build a great game. It's a great quality product. They've just made three games nobody wants. And I've said it before if you have manufacturing down and you can't get design down, you have to work really hard to do something really stupid. Because that's the stupidest way to run a pinball company. It's usually the other way around, right? Designing is the easy thing. Picking a great theme is the easy part. It's manufacturing that's the hard part. Just go talk to Deep Root about that. All right, so we'll see because American Pinball has to come out with these games too, like any day now. And I think they're going to be the one that's left holding the bag because I think they waited too long and I think by the time they show their game, they're going to be up against Godzilla and they're going to be up against Cactus Canyon Remake and I don't care how rich you are. Nobody wants to spend more than thirty dollars to $40,000 on pinball machines in one year. I don't care how big your house is. You probably don't have enough room for all of these machines you just ordered. And you're probably waking up, staring in the mirror, and saying, What are you doing, man? You don't even need any more games. Why are you going in on every single new game? And here's going to be the problem. It's going to be a bottleneck. All of these games are going to be coming out in a short window of time, and you're going to have to make some tough decisions. But the other thing that's going to happen is this. The scalpers are going to love this period. I'm telling you, and it's not just Canada. People are going to gobble up everything and just flip them for money, and you're going to see it, and there's nothing you're going to be able to do to stop it unless you get off of the hype train unless you stop caring about the LEs and the CEs and just enjoy pinball. I hope most of you go that other direction. I hope you realize that nobody cares that you've got the LE of anything or the CE of anything. Nobody really cares in general that you're a grown man putting many pinball machines into your house. I was sitting at Drumolan Castle in Ireland in the cocktail bar with all of these gentlemen, and we were talking about world affairs, Afghanistan. We were talking about the Olympics, we were talking about cryptocurrency, and I said, gentlemen, lend me thy ears for a minute. Can we quickly talk about the new Besca Ellie version of Mandalorian Ellie pinball machine and whether or not we think it is frozen at $11,000 or if that price might go up to 13 dollars And they looked at me like, are you crazy, man? Nobody here, nobody in the real world wakes up in any situation and wants to have a conversation about these over." overpriced pinball machines never forget this fact 10 years ago if you put $10,000 into Tesla stock $10,000 in Tesla stock 10 years ago is now worth 1.8 million dollars think about how painful that is for frolic to look down his pinball collection and be like oh man I could have had like 8 million bucks right here instead I've got Mustang LE and I've got full throttle all right all right let's keep going P3 multimorphic, Jerry over at P3 continues to do this really weird marketing thing where he's like, we've got a licensed theme coming. But then he also says, but we're much more than that. We're much no, Jerry, you're not. You're not much more than your licensed theme. It's he's already backtracking. I can I could see it. I can see it like he knows he doesn't have a huge license and that's why he's saying we've got a license theme and so much more. Like, no, Jerry, you don't. The license theme is going to be what I think you need to get this company really where it needs to be, which is like people want it. It's now been like eight years, maybe more than eight years, like 10 years This is like the slowest marketing campaign ever to get people to adopt this P3 multimorphic system. And everyone's been saying the same thing to Jerry for the last eight years. Jerry, put a theme on this thing that people want. He hasn't done it yet. It's not Heist. It's not Lexi Lightspeed. It needs a licensed theme. And so, I hope the license theme he has is going to knock our socks off. It's really hard because it's really expensive. And if you buy it, here's the problem he's always going to have. You only really want it if you want kind of all of the games, right? Like, do you want Cannon Lagoon? Do you want Heist? Do you want Lexi Lightspeed? And, do you, you know, I don't, see, that's the thing. It's like... You can't sell a platform unless you want a decent amount of the games on the platform. If all Nintendo had was one game and every other game was like, eh, Nintendo wouldn't take off. Same thing with Xbox and PlayStation. So P3 Multimorphic, I hear the heist is great. I can't wait to play it. It looks like it's a lot of fun. But Jerry, I hope this theme of yours is going to be a Take My Money Now theme. And not something like Candy Crush or like Angry Bird. So we'll see. Next on the list, Dutch Pinball. So here's what I wanna say about Dutch Pinball. And I've been reading in the threads and I've been reading what people are going through. I wanna say right now, we've forgotten about a group of people out there in the world, and those are the early achievers. Now, I don't think they're doing what they said they were gonna do, they're making the games, there's been a delay. But they said they were going to make about four machines for every EA machine. They're not doing that. And the EAs are still out to dry. They're not getting a lot of communication. And I think we can't forget about them. And I know a lot of people are going in on this machine and the machine is beautiful. It is my favorite world under glass. But I think Barry needs to figure out a way to communicate to those EAs because it was those people's money that is paying for everything we're seeing right now. And I know that in pinball we we, we tend to forget this—that you can't rob Peter to pay Paul as a business model. But that's exactly what he's doing. And I bet with the increase in cost of material cost at twelve five, he's probably not even pricing it high enough to do what he needs to do. And I think we need better communication. And I want to hear more people in the pinball media asking Barry and Dutch Pinball to communicate to those EAs because I think they've been forgotten and I think they're getting buried under the rug, no pun intended, but this needs to stop and I think these EAs need to start getting their games and we need to start seeing EA unboxings from Dutch Pinball. Otherwise, he just used that as a way to turn it back on for new buyers, but he's still screwing over the EAs and I'm not seeing enough EAs unbox games, Barry. Homepin over there in Taiwan. I don't even know what to say about Homepin, right? When we get to like Homepin and Pinball Brothers, aren't you already exhausted by the amount of stuff I just talked about? And we've still got more companies. So Homepin has a licensed game coming out. Is it a music pin? Is it something else? I'm not sure. Mike has got a really, really big mountain to climb to get people to go in on a product from Homepin. Arguably, Thunderbirds was a huge flop mike hasn't helped himself the way he's talked to the community so we'll see what happens from them but they're one of those companies that's so far off the radar for people that it doesn't really matter and we're not going to spend much time on home pin all right pinball brothers alien machines are going out The summer is over in a few weeks and they did not reveal the LV version of the game. So clearly they are delayed. They've had some part problems. They've been re-engineering some of the parts on the game. For those people unboxing Aliens, it looks like the pin is holding up pretty well. And I think people are also enjoying it. But this is another one where the people that got burned by Andrew Highway, they haven't really been made whole yet. The production is very slow. And these are the kinds of trains that I just try to avoid, right? These companies that are just, they're still they are still around, they're still hanging on, but you don't really feel great about supporting them. And we're still stuck on a game from years ago, right? To me, that's the saddest thing in pinball. These companies that are just stuck on a game from years ago as if it's worth it. And Alien, as cool as the theme is, this game just feels dated to me. It looks old, it doesn't feel new, it doesn't feel exciting. And the storyline behind it is not exciting. And me, like the rest of you, I've been waiting for the LV version of the game to see it in the most exciting package possible. And I don't know. like I don't know when we're going to see it, but I'm not excited by the standard version of the game at all. All right, Haggis Pinball. It doesn't, it doesn't end. Haggis Pinball. I want to give them credit for showing us a factory tour of how they're scaling up. They're already well ahead of Deep Root, but that's not saying much, right? But Haggis Pinball, they are scaling up. They have big intentions in the pinball world. My only fear is that maybe they scaled up a little too big too fast. And and, and I don't know if they're going to be able to keep the line going. Because the thing is, when you scale up the way Haggis is scaling up, it's not just about making those fathoms. You now need to have the next game ready to go. Every day there's nothing new on the line or the line isn't making something is a day you're losing money. So can Haggis pinball? Keep manufacturing going And keep the excitement going The real test for Haggis Pinball And let's be honest people Kelts was a bit of a dog I mean Kelts had no place in pinball in modern day Like it's not even close to being on the same level of a stern pro We don't need games that can't even get to that level of polish In every category In art, in layout, in toys, in themes There was nothing about it that would make you want to want one And I know they sold some of them But let's be honest The real test of Haggis pinball on whether or not I think they will have long-term viability is how well they can make a modern pinball machine and can they compete with the other companies out there from a design standpoint and from a manufacturing standpoint and from a theme standpoint, right? They need to show us they can do this. Now, they got Marty Robbins designing a game. Now, I don't know if Marty's any good or not. We're going to find out. People's expectations are going to be high. Now, Marty's a guy that's played all the Stern machines, all the Bally Williams machines. He knows pinball. And does he have what it takes? Now, look, it's a very unique skill set. And just because you play a lot of pinball doesn't mean you will be a great pinball designer. I don't know if Marty's good or not. We will find out. But that's going to be the real test of haggis. Can they make a game? that is as good, if not better, than a Stern Pro and can they deliver on what people want? And remaking old stuff isn't proof that they can quite do that yet. I think I'm pretty much done. I got a couple more, a couple more that are just huge question marks and that is this Kingpin remake by Circus Maximus and I have no idea where this game is. And I do think that if Kingpin gets remade, I think it's going to be remade by American Pinball. It makes no sense that these guys would build this thing. Or or if they need to find a contract manufacturer, obviously they would go to American Pinball. makes total sense. Like, why would you take it anywhere else? American Pinball needs themes you've got a theme people want so I think if Kingpin does come out it's gonna come out from them now the other part is this I also think this is another company that has done a piss-poor job of communicating with its buyers and they sold translates and those translates were your spot online to get Kingpin and they have done nothing they've not shared any information with anybody for like a year and I'm sorry gentlemen But if you want to push your product into a pinball show and take people's money, at least have the decency every month just to give an update. Even if it's what you had for breakfast, talk to your buyers, talk to your customers. I think it is so pathetic when companies do this. I don't care what your intentions are. You took people's money, just communicate to them. To go radio silent for like six months at a time, Really? Why did you even start this project? Why did you bring it to a show if you knew you couldn't get it made for two years? There's no excuses. There's just no excuses. And then we have to end this on Deep Root Pinball. Will Ben Heck be right? Or will Robert Mueller be right? That's really what it comes down to. I mean, it's not looking good for Deep Root. Nothing about this is looking good. It continues to be the most exciting thread in all of pinball. I just don't see a way out for these guys. I don't. It's also funny to me that Barry O's food truck, I keep hearing from the people who saw it, they were like, that's the better game. And it's funny to say that. Now, nobody wants food truck as a theme, but until they can build these razas, everything else means nothing. Nothing. This thing is exhausting to think about. It's exhausting to talk about. I think Robert Mueller is another one in which he he took people's money. He's not communicating. If he really has a legal issue, then he could at least tell you what it is. He's not telling you that. But none of that, none of the legal issues is stopping this man from doing a video like Damien did and just showing you what's going on behind the scenes at Deep Root. That game is five years delayed. It's at least three years late. There is nothing that stopped them in the past from opening the door and giving you some confidence. Now, I think, again, that's it. So look, a lot is happening in pinball. As you can see, there are way more companies than there needs to be. There's just too many games coming out from too many people that just don't have their S-H-I-T figured out. The companies that will figure manufacturing out and get you products, they're gonna be successful. Everyone else is gonna be left holding the bag. It's an exciting time to be in pinball, but as you can tell by my voice, it's also an exhausting time because there's just too much. I just think there's too much pinball and not enough magic. I mean this, I'm gonna sign off by saying this. The majority of modern pinball machines are mediocre. You know that, I know that. The distributors don't want you to feel that way, the companies don't want you to feel that way, but the majority of these games are mediocre compared to what we know can go into a pinball machine. I get excited because with every new game, I'm just hoping we get back to the magic we know can be put into these machines. And with every new game, there's that new chance, right, that we're going to be blown away. And I'm glad I get to hype you on these games. And we better be blown away by Godzilla. We better be blown away by Back to the Future. What's the point of making pinball machines if we can't make spectacular worlds under glass, right? Everybody, this has been Canada's Pinball Podcast coming at you live from Dublin, Ireland. I'm your host, Canada. This is episode 608. Thank you so much to everybody who listens. And farewell to my friends at the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. It's Pinball podcasting landscape just ain't what it used to be. It ain't what it used to be. I want my I want Jason Fowler back. We need you, Jason. Back on the airwaves. Just do it. Solo show, brother. Everybody would listen. I'll talk to you guys soon. Later.